Mitch Keller didn't pitch great yesterday in Bradenton. Three-plus innings, eight hits, four runs. Control wasn't all there. Stuff definitely wasn't all there. That has to change. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The final was Rays 9, Pirates 2. The result, as ever, doesn't matter. Keller's line, technically speaking, doesn't matter. Uh, As he put it himself in discussing it with reporters at Lecom Park, this was mostly experimental. He was trying a lot of off-speed pitches. Like the last game I covered, he gave me pretty much the same uh, explanation for that. Here's what he had to say yesterday. Yeah, it felt really good. Uh, I just ran into some trouble when I wasn't landing first pitch breaking ball stuff. So that's all it really came down to that. And then some singles. I mean, I made my pitches on a few of them. Fell sure. through the holes. But uh, other than that, I felt really good. And this is all okay. It is. This is what spring training is for, especially if you're, you know, a drop dead lockdown certainty to be part of the team. You're not trying to impress. You're trying to prepare. And you're also not trying, as so many players will go out of their way to stress, to put pressure on yourself. You're not trying to pile up anything. Uh, Baseball is a hard enough game without gripping the ball too tightly or squeezing the bat too tightly. At the same time, Keller's always been a little bit of a different dude in that regard. Remember, three years ago, Keller was the one who, in a room full of veterans, surrounded by uh, the Chris Archers, the Joe Musgroves, and so forth, told me he expected to be the ace of that staff. And he didn't say it in a bragging kind of way. He said it in a, this is where I want to be at. This is where I see my talent being a match. And this, too, is a positive trait. You absolutely want this. The difference is the Pirates need this. There is nowhere for this season to go. And I don't just mean like, you know, contending in something uh, stupid like that. Everyone knows this team's going to be below 500, well below 500, and not hanging around for anything, even like through the third or fourth week of April. That's not where I'm going when I'm talking about what's a wasted season or what isn't. It's about getting better. It's about seeing the team take a step forward, not just from 61 wins, but in terms of shaping up into a roster that's got this hole filled and that hole filled And now it starts looking like something because when the next group comes along, whether it's from Indianapolis or Altoona or whatever it is, there are fewer holes to fill. Mitch Keller has the biggest hole to fill, and he has to fill it. Been saying this now for a while, but if he bombs, if he fails, it's going to take quite a lot longer for this organization to get anything done. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Now, all that doom and gloom aside, Keller's been one of the bright spots, if not the number one bright spot of this spring training, if only because he showed up with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. And yeah, yesterday it was around 97 or whatever, but he also was, to use the term again, getting really experimental on stuff. There was a lot of different types of pitches, off-speed stuff that Roberto Perez had him working on. So you weren't about to see him get into some kind of steady groove where you work your way from 97 to 98 and on up to 100. He's got the 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's back. It's real. And if he pounds it, beginning this weekend in St. Louis, if he just hammers the Cardinals with this pitch and then uses the off-speed stuff as a balance, as something that keeps them from sitting on the fastball, then he's got a chance to have that be real, meaning the whole package. And if that happens, then your rotation has an anchor. And if that happens, maybe you have one or two others, like a JT Brubaker, who yesterday was named the starter for opening day Thursday at Bush Stadium, or a Bryce Wilson, or Zach Thompson, or even a Will Crow, who jump in and maybe don't feel as much pressure themselves. It, it's still going to be there. They still have to pitch to stay in the majors. But it's not the same as being the guy who carries everything around. Keller has now been that guy, and I mean this in a negative context, for the better part of four years now. We keep waiting on him, and we keep getting dunked on. At some point, for the collective script to flip, it's got to begin with certain individuals. In 2021, for everything else that went wrong in losing 101 games, you did see Brian Reynolds completely bury his 2020 showing the two-month thing that he dismisses pretty much with a flick of the hand now. And he should. It was two months. It was weird. But from the pitching perspective, I mean, unless you want to start talking about David Bednar and and relievers, you haven't seen anyone, anyone, do that as a starter with this team. And they can try to take uh, all the burden off these guys that they want. And they talk about it incessantly. Don't worry about how many innings you throw. Just give it your best for two and a third or whatever it is. Okay, fine. That's modern baseball. No one's expecting Brubaker to go seven and two thirds. No one's expecting that from Keller either. I'm aware of what year it is. But I'm also aware that no baseball team achieves anything without starting pitching. And this kid, this kid is the one who has to begin getting it done. And 
maybe in a big way. When we come back, just one question. comes from Matt, who asks, to put things in perspective regarding Kevin Newman, didn't he hit like 600 in spring training last year? Yeah, Matt, he did. It was uh, 606, in fact. It was the greatest spring training average performance in the history of the franchise. I don't know if it is or not, but you can't imagine that too many people along the way would have been at 606, even accounting for 135 years of prior history. But as someone who was there watching that 606 come into play, and remember that like two or three days before the end of that spring training, he was over 700. And you have never seen more balls seek out grass Empty grass, vacated grass, and then just die somewhere. Then what came off of his bat in that magical month. The contact wasn't there. The contact definitely wasn't there when the regular season came about. And he'd end up hitting 226 despite a, a late semi-surge in September. And that was the year after he hit 224. And, you know, it's super easy, maybe even right, to bury someone like that and say, listen, you know, good glove, good dude, uh, plays hard, all that other stuff, but can't hit, so see ya. There are advanced metrics that'll illustrate that Newman had the softest contact of any everyday player in the game. That alone should ensure that you are not an everyday player in the game. But here he is. O'Neill Cruz gets sent back for flagrant and obvious Super 2 reasons, arbitration reasons. Newman is still the shortstop. Newman is still here. And Newman still has that 2019 season on his ledger. It still exists. It didn't get erased. And that year, for ooh, pretty much everyone who's forgotten, he slashed 308, 353, 449. 12 home runs. He did almost everything that Brian Reynolds did as a rookie. Their stats were virtually identical. So what he's tried to do, and what might, that's might be different about Newman this year, and I, I, I appreciate, believe me, the context of your question here, and I understand why you're challenging me because I've expressed at least mild, cautious optimism about Newman on my end, is that the contact has been there. I was joking with him the other day in the clubhouse at Leecom. His first time up, he absolutely blistered a ball to left. And 
whoever was out there, I can't remember any of their names, these American League teams, whoever was out there didn't have to budge. It just zipped right into his glove. And the crowd and everybody goes, oh, and Newman just, you know, very businesslike as always, just goes back to the dugout. So I'm joking with him afterward. I say, would you rather have that than like, I don't know, like even half of the hits that you had in spring training last year? And he said, oh, man, believe me, right about now, I'll take it. I'll take that kind of contact. But when we get to St. Louis, I won't. Meaning he would rather have the result. And that that makes sense. His stance looks different. You'll notice that right away if you haven't seen any of the games in spring so far. It's more upright. He's driving the ball more again. He's getting more authoritative swings. The swing might be a little bit longer, but that's usually something that's not spoken in a plus connotation. And he's gotten results out of it as well. Not just line outs to left. I asked Newman when I was down there what he expects will be the difference in his approach. Yeah, um, you know, kind of uh, getting back to the gap-to-gap um, sort of approach, um, you know, standing a little bit more upright this year, a um, little more handsy this year. Uh, so, it looks different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So made some good adjustments, um, you know, gotten really good feedback here in, in, uh, in spring training off live at-bats and stuff. So, um, you know, finding the barrel and just going to continue to work on that and, and progress and, you know, get back to that gap-to-gap hitter, like I said. Good for him. Hey, go ahead and be skeptical, be cynical, whatever it is. We all have a right to do that, myself included. Um, I'm remembering that Newman could really, really hit a baseball in the year 2019. That was not all that long ago. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow where we'll be just a couple of days away from the opening of actual baseball.